and welcome to the Tao in the Force podcast. Today we are talking about the Clone Wars, Season 1, Episode 20, Innocence of Ryloth. But first, if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at the Tao in the Force, the Tao Force, and on Facebook at Tao Force. Now, the words of wisdom for this episode are the costs of war can never be truly accounted for. And here are the costs of war are the Ryloth people and their suffering and at the beginning the clones the people seem like faceless hindrances and by the end they have an attachment to a little girl that has helped them see that they are people like themselves just trying to survive. Now, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka broke the blockade and the second, that was phase one, phase two is to eliminate uh, the guns so that invasion forces can can land safely, much like the film Guns of Navf- Navarro, where an enemy has a superior advantage by their armaments. in support of aerial uh, troops and invasion forces. The Obi-Wan and the clones must go down and destroy these guns. Meanwhile, uh, they are going to the city of Nabat with these forces and they are to do minimal damage to Ryloth and watch out for the locals. To which many of the clones, including Boyle, uh, we see some prejudice amongst them calling the Twi'leks tail heads and stating that they could at least just get out of their way because they see them only as hindrances and faceless a faceless populace that they can dismiss now there is a tactical droid that is leading the separatist forces by these guns and deducing that 
with the Jedi that they are have limitations and part of those limitations are they are caring for sentient beings so the tactical droid uses the Twi'leks as human shields around the guns to try and deter an assault on their cannons. Now the Obi-Wan's group sees heavy flak and sustains damages they are forced to ground and they come upon the first herd of perimeter defenses and outer walls and they succeed in taking these down with the help of Obi-Wan's use of the force in the droid poppers but uh, after the first breach of the outer defenses, they must get some reconnaissance. So they send out some two scouts in Waxa and Boyle. And the tactical droid sends out his scouts, which is a probe droid, who finds out uh, some intel while he's, uh, he's dropping on Obi-Wan. But uh, Waxer and Boyle go out with uh, Cody and Wooly. And w Cody and Wooly uh, go in a separate direction from Waxer and Boyle and after gaining some in intelligence they um, find their way back to Obi-Wan and the rest where Waxer and Boyle run into a Twi'lek girl and after overcoming her apprehend, uh, apprehension of them at first, she warns them of a probe droid. Now Waxer uh, is sympathetic immediately to the girl and he is the open and compassionate one where Boyle is meant to be the uh, rigid thinking clone who uh, we saw earlier was a bit prejudiced towards the tailheads and standoffish towards them but Waxar takes off his helmet to show her his humanity and to gain her confidences and they give her food but 
uh, Boyo convinces Waxa that they cannot take her with, but she follows nonetheless. And now Boyle is going to be forced to confront his prejudice where he's no longer dealing with a faceless idea. He's being confronted with the realities of the Twi'leks. Not just the girl, but he's seeing the destruction of their life and bit by bit he gets he's seeing more through her eyes as she follows now the tactical droid at this time had a up his sleeve to lure the Republic forces in so he can release Gutkas. And Gutkas is, is the first time we see them but we will they are in the novel uh, Lords of the Sith as part of the creatures that Vader destroys as well as Palpatine but here they have been sent out on the Republic forces now uh, Waxa uh, in Boyle now being followed by the little girl, she catches up to them and uh, they concede that she will just be with them so they allow her to come with her and the little girl's name is Numa and Waxa throughout the episode is very uh, fatherly or very um, compassionate towards Numa. He thumps her on the nose like an uncle or relative would. And even though Waxa is the more uh, open towards her, she seems curious about Boyle. And she leads them to a home where Boyle sees how her family have lost everything. It is becoming more difficult for Boyle to ignore the humanity, uh, for lack of better words, of the Twi'leks. 
she is overwhelmed with emotion when home and waxa comforts her and boil in his own way for the first time lets down his guard towards her and makes a small attempt in the first concession to comfort her as well and she hugs him with enthusiasm which I think was the last ice to be melted in Boyle's heart where he seems to put down all of, of his guises now Now, Cody and Obi-Wan uh, cannot make contact with uh, Waxer and Boyle in fear they have been lost. And uh, Numa Seeing the Gutkas enter into her village near her home shows Waxer and Boyle the means to be able to escape by going underground through a sewer system of sorts. The tactical droid shows his rigidity when discussing the plans of the Gurkhas and the Jedi and the Republic forces. He is extremely arrogant in his assessment that in states I am always right. For everything to him is about calculations. Except for when things like the Jedi and the Force, things that cannot be calculated, will be his undoing. Now, Obi-Wan and Cody uh, encounter the Gutkas, and they have been following in canyons, as it were, or narrows, so there's little escape for them. They must confront the Gutkas. And Obi-Wan has a plan to lure the Gutkas and he uses himself as bait. And then has the clones uh, shoot rock and rumble to trap the Gutkas uh, in that narrow area and then Obi-Wan uh, jumps and uses the force to jump out of there and 
defeats the good girls without having to destroy them. Or have the clones and himself be destroyed. Which is different from the separatists who will use human shields. There's nothing. They will use the, the Gurkhas as fodder. Everything is uh, expendable to them. And when Obi-Wan uh, jumps out of there, there are a couple of clones who are very impressed and say incredible. Meanwhile, Cody has been there, done that, and seen it. But kind of humbles Obi-Wan to a degree, for he hands Obi-Wan his lightsaber back. Just like in Re uh, Revenge of the Sith, when Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber and Cody uh, retrieves it for him. Now, Waxa and Boyle, with the help of Numa, have caught up with the rest of the squad now. And we learn that Obi-Wan speaks Twi'lek, or Twi'lek. And through Numa, he is able to communicate with her to find a way through these tunnels and things that will lead to the Twi'lek prisoners in human shields and the guns or cannons and Cody is to provide a diversion by assaulting droid being so rigid and so in love with his plan and that uh, he predicted that the forces would attack uh, in the way Cody is attacking and he that he is blinded himself that there is other possibilities such as Obi-Wan coming through tunnels. And Obi-Wan frees the Twi'leks. And Numa is reunited with her parents. Now Obi is able to take one of the guns and is able to destroy the other cannons. But not before the tactical droid can destroy the cannon that 
Obi-Wan was on. Now, Waxar and Boyle were supplying the armament for Obi-Wan to shoot out of the cannon before it was destroyed. So when the tactical droid has shot Obi-Wan's cannon, uh, Obi-Wan as well as Waxer and Boyle had to seek shelter. And it is Numa who helps them up. But it is the Twi'leks at this point who see the Republic helping them decide to help themselves as well as the Republic and attack the tactical droid. And he is saying does not compute. He is, these are more variables that he are not able to uh, simply use his computer to add up as simple numbers. And Mace is now able to land his invasion fleet and will move upon the capital of Lesu. Now, Waxer and Boyle must say their goodbyes to Numa and they seem to have made a lasting impression in uh, friend that will stay with them. For I believe Boyle and Waxer put Numa on their helmet. And later in Star Wars Rebels, we see that Numa took inspiration from them as well and joined the Free uh, Ryloth movement and pays tribute to Boyle on a piece of her clothing. And uh, she runs and hugs them goodbye and he tells them, tells her not to be afraid they see her again. But as they are walking away, she has been calling them Nera the whole time. And she continues to say this as they are walking. And being that Obi can speak Twi'lek, they ask him, what is she saying? And she, uh, he says that it means brother. Now, this could mean... She was simply calling them brother because they look alike. But I think it also means brother as in found family, as in brother for life. That they wax and boil are like all their brothers, a found brother that she will keep in her heart. 
and she, their little sister, they will keep in their heart. And that family does not need to be blood, which comes up in Star Wars many, many times, the idea of found family. Well, that is all that I have for today. And I wish to see you again 